This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue, Zinke, press farm bill negotiators on forests. FDA mulls new action on lettuce. And low-science consumers fuel GMO fears. Farm bill plea, lettuce thin forests. As the farm bill negotiations drag on, the Trump administration is making a last-ditch press to use the legislation to make it easier for the Agriculture and Interior Departments to thin federally-owned forests. The House-passed Farm Bill included provisions to make it more difficult for environmentalists to stop thinning projects. We are way behind the curve, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue told reporters on a conference call yesterday with Interior Secretary Zinke. Purdue, who will be visiting burned areas in California on Monday, said the Forest Service would put a priority on preventing wildfires in national forests located near urban areas, the very places where the agency was most likely to face legal challenges. These are disasters that we can do something about, but we need the authority to do that, Purdue said. And by the way, it's not clear yet how the Farm Bill will move through Congress once an agreement is finished. Senator Chuck Grassley signing a conversation with a member of the Farm Bill Conference Committee says the final bill could get wrapped into a year-end appropriations measure if it doesn't have support from a majority of House Republicans. Lettuce growers hammered with another outbreak. New safety measures for producing romaine lettuce could be coming down in the wake of another major outbreak linked to a deadly form of E. coli bacteria. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a nationwide alert yesterday warning consumers to throw away any romaine lettuce that they have in any form. 32 people have been reported with illnesses from 11 states, and there are cases in Canada as well. Michael Droke with the law firm Dorsey and Whitney expects retailers to pull other leafy greens from their shelves, not just romaine, until the source is found. It's a process known as quarantining, he said. Now take note, FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said the FDA is committed to working with partners to implement additional safety practices to prevent outbreaks from occurring. He didn't say what those measures might be. The agency released a report earlier this month on its investigation of an outbreak that was linked to lettuce grown in Yuma, Arizona. That outbreak this spring, blamed on contaminated irrigation water, resulted in 210 reported illnesses in 36 states and five deaths. Peas wins the vote, but carrots gets a pardon, too. President Trump couldn't resist getting in a couple of digs at Democrats at a federal appeals court yesterday in issuing pardons to this year's Thanksgiving turkeys, peas, and carrots. Now, peas won the online voting, but the president pardoned carrots, too. Trump playfully warned the South Dakota-grown birds that House Democrats are likely to issue them both subpoenas. The president added that he couldn't guarantee that the pardons, quote, won't be enjoined by the Ninth Circuit, the left-leaning court that repeatedly has thwarted Trump policy. Corn farmers press USDA for more trade aid. Corn farmers made it clear back in August that they weren't happy about the penny a bushel payment on half their production that USDA calculated they should get in the president's trade aid package. Now they're pushing the department to increase that rate. Corn farmers are estimated to get $96 million out of the $4.7 billion in payments included in the front tranche of the program designed to help farmers deal with retaliatory tariffs that are impacting exports. 
Lynn Chris, president of the National Corn Growers Association, said in a letter to USDA, I continue to hear from farmers who are disappointed in USDA's approach to calculating the first round of MFP payments because it was too narrow in scope and it did not capture the real-time impacts of trade disruptions on our markets. Chris said that USDA should consider the impact of tariffs on ethanol and distillers' grains and weather-related damage to corn crops. Consumer concerns over GMOs grow. A new Pew Research poll indicates that consumer concerns about biotech foods have grown over the last two years. According to the survey, 49% of U.S. consumers believe that biotech ingredients are worse for one's health than conventional foods. Some 39% of consumers said that in a 2016 Pew survey. But the increased concern is limited to consumers with low levels of knowledge about science. Pew posed a set of nine questions to survey participants who measured their scientific knowledge. The survey also found that about one in three consumers believe that antibiotics in meat and pesticides and produce pose a great health risk. New CEO steering GMA to be more proactive. The new president and CEO of the Grocery Manufacturers Association, Jeff Freeman, says he wants the organization to be less reactive and more aggressive and focused in heading off challenges to food brands. The group has been shedding members in recent years while struggling to respond to an array of consumer concerns, including biotechnology and other issues. In a message delivered to 150 industry representatives recently, Freeman said the food industry's massive economic footprint and vast social contributions improve communities across America. Yet instead of aggressively communicating these benefits, GMA is silent. Our critics, on the other hand, relentlessly shape a counter-narrative about big food, and they're winning. GMA will emphasize the pro-consumer concept of affordable access, consumer choice and confidence, and product innovation. Chevron Waiver criticized. Ethanol advocates are pouncing on a Reuters report that a Chevron facility in Utah had received an EPA small refinery waiver in 2017 from its renewable fuel blending obligations. Chevron posted net profits of nearly $10 billion in 2017, said American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings. On what planet does that constitute the disproportionate economic hardship threshold needed to help justify a small refinery exemption? Well, here's today's He Said It. It's like someone said, the best time to plant a tree was a 100 years ago, but the next best time is today. That Agriculture Secretary, Sonny Perdue. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 21st. And just a reminder, Daybreak will return on Monday. The AgriPulse staff wishes all of you a happy Thanksgiving. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.